This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. We are familiar with the saying, think before you speak. But have you ever thought about the way you sound when you speak? Let's listen to Laura's report for more on this. Consider the following tongue twister. Betty bought a bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. This is what the tongue twister sounds like if I stress out the T in every word without a glottal stop. And this is what it sounds if I make the T glottal. Betty bought a bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. Believe it or not, there is an entire field of research dedicated to analyzing why sounds like the T in butter is pronounced the way it is, and how it came to be like this. This field is called phonetics, and while it is a very specific branch of language, it can be applied to a variety of fields from engineering to biology. I interviewed Assistant Professor Misha Haina from the Department of English at Aarhus University to learn more about this research. Hi, my name is Misha Haina. I work at the Department of English at Aarhus University uh, and I teach courses on language variation and change, which include sociolinguistics and the history of the English language. And my research interests are within language variation and change and phonetics and phonology. What is variation in language? Uh, in language, there are a lot of different types of variation. So, for example, as I talk, you might say uh, that I pronounce my T's very differently from many other people. Uh, so you might be interested in, okay, how come that there is variation in how people pronounce their T's? Does it depend on the region? Does it depend on their sex? Does it depend on their gender identity? Tell me more about the sound of language. The official name is um, Sounds of Language and Speech, uh, but everybody calls it Fon Fon for Fun, or which stands for Phonetics and Phonology for Fun. Uh, and it's a very informal group uh, that serves as a forum for not just as one might expect researchers, so academics, but also for students who are, I hope, getting excited about potentially doing research. Do you work with every language in this group? Any language. Uh, but it so happens that many of us are based at the English department, which means that English is a very frequently discussed language. But we also work in Denmark, so Danish is the other most frequently discussed language. What is phonetics and why do we need to study this particular mm -hmm. branch of language? Mm -hmm. It's any aspect of speech or language that has to do with sounds. So as long as something is coming out of our mouth, it is of interest to a phonetician. But you can also use phonetics uh, if you are interested in forensics. So if you work within forensics, it's uh, very important to know what features are likely to be associated with one dialect as opposed to another, so that if somebody says, oh, I was the caller uh, who threatened that there is a bomb in this building, if you then compare that recording uh, about the threat with the speech of that person who supposedly, who admits to having done that, you might, you might say, okay, how likely is it that it's the same person? I attended a conference that was primarily aimed at speech engineers, but they were interested in how uh, analyses of uh, people's voices can predict uh, whether you have one type of a psychological disorder or another type of a psychological disorder. 
and they did find that uh, phonetic analyses can predict in very early stages whether you are more likely to have uh, one disorder or a different disorder. What is changing in language research? I think the main difference that I have noticed within my short academic career uh, is uh, a difference in the methodology. So in the past, uh, it was much more common to, for example, sit and think, okay, does this sentence sound good? Is this how I think people speak? Uh, would anybody say it this way? And um, I think it's a good thing that now we want more than just that. Uh, so now we actually have to go out there and ask people, okay, does this sentence sound good to you? Would you accept that as a grammatical sentence? Or if you work with sounds, then you have to record people speak and then have a look at every single T within that conversation and carefully uh, analyze uh, which context that uh, T appears in and uh, compare different groups, whichever groups you are interested in. What are some of the most recent uh, salient findings of uh, of this research and what are some of the implications? Regarding uh, voice quality, I found what other studies have found uh, that uh, in the uh, during your ovulation, uh, your voice quality becomes breathier. There is also perceptual research not done by me uh, that suggests that female voices are perceived as uh, most attractive uh, during the ovulation phase. So that seems uh, to fit uh, the findings done by others. Uh, then there are many people interested in um, in uh, text-to-speech and speech-to-text um, uh, types of work and speech recognition. So uh, if you are interested in technology uh, that reacts to your voice, uh, then in a way you have to work with phoneticians. Do you see the possibility for a universal language in the future? I think as long as there is variation in society, there will also be variation in language. If the question was whether linguistic diversity is likely to decrease, I would say I don't think it will disappear unless the social divers diversity disappears. And I don't think that's very likely. Uh, quirky question. What's your favorite word? Bumblebee. <laughs> really? Why? It sounds cute. Okay. You as an expert in the field, um, what would you like to learn? In the future. So if I was being unrealistic, uh, I would say that I would like to know the answer to what's known as the actuation problem, which is the problem of how do we predict or how do we explain that a specific uh, language change happens where and when it does. The second problem or question I'm interested in is the constraints problem. So what factors affect uh, sound variation? Um, and I think that we first need to understand what constraints there are on how we speak before we can understand why a specific change happens when and where it does. So here we see how phonetics as a very specific study can be used in a variety of fields and how such a small part of language is still so complex to analyze, even with today's modern technology and statistical tools. Groups like Sound of Language and Speech are a step forward for talking about results and discussing further research. If you want to know more about this informal group, check out soundsoflanguageandspeech.wordpress.com. This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. radio.